0: going through tough times, it's sort of hard to take the focus off of ourselves and sort of feel sorry for ourselves, but we realize that the fight and the battle that we're fighting is actually for glory to you, Jesus Christ, and what you did for us. Um, and we do it for you, and you give us strength. that sort of works in both ways. Um, and what grace and a blessing that is for us as believers um, to put our faith in that. Um, just bless the rest of our time here at service, and um, our picnic after to have some um, wonderful fellowship with our church family, in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Well, it's good to see everybody this morning on this uh, rainy Western New York day. Uh, seems like we've had a lot of those lately, and uh, glad that you're joining us. My name is Michael. I'm the pastor here. Uh, if you're here in person, it's wonderful you're here online, my guess is you are warm and dry, and uh, we are glad that you're here also. Uh, And so we've been in the series, The War, and um, what I really believe is that although there's a lot of uh, tumultuous things going on even today, there's a lot of wars that have been fought in the past, uh, there's this war that's been going on um, since the fall of man, and it's a war that um, God wants us to be a part of. Um, and he wants us to take advantage of this armor that he's given us, um, that we've been talking about. And so now, uh, this week, uh, we're in the fourth week, and so we're taking a look at peace. Shoes of the gospel of peace, or maybe your translation says sandals of the gospel of peace. You know, in the Bible times, uh, they were probably wearing sandals. So um, that's what was said, but today... We wear shoes normally most of the time. Some people were wearing sandals in here, and that's okay. But either way, it's meant to point us to this idea that we, we need help kind of going about this life. When we get up in the mornings, and we're getting ready, and we are, we're thinking about the armor of God, and we're putting on this piece, the shoes the sandals of the gospel of peace, uh, we're saying to God, uh, we need your help, God, because we're going out to a place that's uh, pretty mixed up, that's pretty lost. Um, And before we even set foot out of our door, maybe even before we talk to anybody else in our house, we're just going, God, we need your help um, to have the peace It only comes through the gospel in being reminded that we need your help. So it's one thing to get up and say, God, I I can do this on my own. And that doesn't last very long, does it, right? We all encounter difficulty or we encounter a situation where um, just doing it on our own doesn't really work, right? Just keeping Jesus in our pocket doesn't really work. We have to actually say, God, we need your help daily. Um, to do life. And so I love this part of the armor, the peace that comes with the gospel of peace, the shoes that God gives us. And so as I was getting ready for this, I was just kind of thinking about, like, we we wear a lot of different kinds of shoes, right? We wear um, shoes for Um, You know, just sort of everyday stuff. Maybe that's a pair of tennis shoes. Um, You know, we wear uh, shoes to go to the beach, right? Sandals. Uh, We we have a lot of different kinds of shoes. So my guess if I was to go to your house, um, there'd probably be a closet or like a little storage bin or something that had different types of shoes. If you're more organized, they're like in compartments by type. Uh, If you're not, then they're just sort of, you know, all thrown in a bin, right? Either way, that's okay. You'll find them eventually (laughs) if they're like that. And so we wear different kinds of shoes for different types of things. And um, I I was thinking about the different kinds of shoes that I have worn growing up. And in particular, we we wear shoes to practice things, right? Maybe to do a certain sport. Uh, Maybe you play football, you put on a pair of cleats. You play basketball, you're going to put on a pair of basketball shoes. So there's different shoes like that. And as I was thinking and doing research, I came across a quote Um, by an individual you may know, may have heard of in history in regards to sports. And um, tell me if you know what it is. He said, gentlemen, this is a football. Anybody know? Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. And so um, if you had the opportunity um, to go to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, there's a statue of Vince Lombardi uh, in front of Lambeau Field. Uh, And I had the opportunity to do that when I was in high school, went on this month-long mission trip to help renovate a facility for uh, training students and to go out into the mission field. And as we were doing that, one day out of this month, we got to go to Lambeau Field. Uh, It was special for me because uh, I had grown up watching Brett Favre play for the Green Bay Packers. And so to go to, you know, that place and see that stadium was really cool. But more than that, I'd never seen a statue of this person, Vince Lombardi. And so when I saw it, of course, there's an inscription about who he was and what he did, but he's most known for that statement that he made. And interestingly enough, the statement was made at a training camp Uh, And it came at a training camp that came after one of the greatest losses that the Green Bay Packers ever had. And it was in the equivalent of a Super Bowl. It was called the NFL Championship back in 1961. And when the guys came to training camp after they had, they were expected to win this game, the equivalent of the Super Bowl. And they came into training camp and... and, um, They're all disappointed, as you can imagine, still from this, and they they want to win this next year. And so as they're they're getting ready, Uh, Vince Lombardi gets up and he he picks up a football and he says to these professional athletes, athletes, these guys who, uh, that's what they do for a living, they make money to, you know, win sports. And he holds up a football and he says, this is a football and so you can imagine the response of the guys who were there. But one of the things that he wanted to do that season was say, we need to go back to the fundamentals. And he went back to everything from here's a football to here's how you tie your shoe. And as ridiculous as that sounded, when the guys were putting on their shoes, he said, here's how I want you to tie your shoes. And when they got to the end of that, that uh, training camp and they started their season, they became one of the best teams in the league ever to have uh, played a season and and if, I think it was they still held a record for making the least amount of errors or getting the least amount of flags. And then when they came to the end, that championship game, that equivalent of the Super Bowl, they won 37 to nothing against the New York Giants. And they learned something that previous year that they had forgot or they had neglected, that there were these basic things that they needed to do when they were putting their shoes on at the beginning of practice. When they got up in the morning to go to training camp, there was a certain way they should... Do it now we tie our shoes in a number of different ways, and we put on different shoes. but when we look at the Gospel of peace, we want to remember that we need to practice things in a certain way and a lot of times, I feel like we approach Christianity in in this way of like there 's just too many like different ideas and things I need to memorize and learn, and i 'm just going to do my own thing, and like i 've got jesus so i 'm good. but the Bible tells us there 's some practical things that we can do, and if we would do these things in repetition like those Green Bay Packers did when Vince Lombardi talked to him about a football, then, then maybe we would find some more victory and some more success in walking this Christian life. And so that's what I want to do today, to talk about the shoes, the gospel of peace, um, but do it in this way. This phrase we want to remember is, practice right, because it matters how we do. It matters how we practice. And so today, just want to remind us that maybe you have one of these in front of you. Maybe you uh, have grabbed one in the pew back. This is a Bible, Right? It's important to us as believers, much like it would be to the you know, football, would be to the Green Bay Packers in that situation. And so, this is a Bible. What do we need to do with it? Well, we need to pick it up, right? We need to read it daily. Uh, we need to um, know the things that are in it, and we need to apply them to our lives. And so, with that, first fill in the blank is going to be earthly practice. Earthly practice practice. And maybe you're new to the Bible, maybe to the book of James. It's a small book in the New Testament, towards the end of the New Testament. Uh, James is the half-brother of Jesus, and um, he was amongst that group, if you look in Mark chapter 3, verse 21, that thought that Jesus was crazy. When he came through town, and he was sharing about the good news, and he was doing mighty works, his family looked at him and said, You've, you're out of your mind. And about 10 years later, James writes the book of James about how to live the Christian life practically. Because although he didn't believe it when Jesus was, was living on the earth and was doing his thing, after he died and then when he rose from the dead, it kind of changed things for him, right? And so James, a guy who God set apart to give us some practical wisdom, is going to speak to us about this peace, okay? And it was written in around 45 A.D., And it was written mainly so that we could address, I think, difficult things, just everyday difficult things like, why do I get up in the morning? Why do I not make time to spend to God? Why do I get in my car and then I get mad at people uh, on the way to work? Um, and then when I get to work, like, I just, like, I don't like certain people, so I treat them poorly, and, and we, we, we go to a lot of those things, and we go, I just can't help it, right? I just can't, just can't help but do that, right? Now, everybody's going to make mistakes, but there's a way in which we can practice, when we put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, that we could maybe understand how to walk in this life a little bit differently as believers. And so, earthly practice is the first one. In verse 13, we just have some simple guidelines. So it says, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works... By the meekness of wisdom, and so, like I normally do um, i 've got some things over here I want to show you. Uh, the uh, first one, uh, and you can imagine it's shoes, okay, so um, the ladies will like this fashion boots, right um, so maybe you have some of these you, or you're like, "Oh, I would like to get some of those." Um, we probably all have. Different kinds of shoes, maybe not like this guy's, but the ladies do, and they have lots of different kinds of shoes like this. But like the shoes of the Gospel of Peace, what do fashion boots do? Well, from what I can tell, they're very hard to walk in, right? (laughs) I was just trying to set them here, and it's like, okay, (laughs) that does not really work very well. Um, So not like some other kind of shoes, but you you walk in them carefully, from what I understand. Um, And what purpose do they serve? Well, kind of like what we talked about last week, the fashion belt that you might put on. The shoes are meant to what? Enhance the outfit, right? To make things look a certain way. Now they may be difficult to walk in or do other things in. You probably wouldn't run in those. It's not a good idea. Uh, But they serve a different purpose. And so, um, unlike those fashion boots, uh, these shoes that we receive or these sandals that we receive in the Gospel of Peace, as we put those on in the morning as we're getting ready with this armor of God. Uh, he, he gives this to us, God gives this to us, so that we might have this focus, right? Um, that we might have peace, like, unlike the rest of the world, it doesn't take long to figure it out, right? You get up, you turn on the TV, everything's going wrong, <laughs> right? Uh, that's the message regularly, right? Um, you interact with people on the way to work, so on the roadway. People generally aren't happy, they're trying to get there quickly, you're in my way, Right, So there's not a lot of peace going on. And you get to work, and there's uh, all the different ideas. Well, I'm on this side, and I'm on this side. And if you don't believe that, well, then you're wrong, and I don't like you. right? So there's a lot of divisiveness going on. But what does God give us? Well, He gives us the ability to walk in meekness. This word praeutes uh, in the Greek is this gentleness of spirit. You've been around believers who like have just, they just do this better than other people, right? Maybe you you just get frustrated a lot. You get angry. Maybe that's one of the areas you struggle. Um, I just love talking to some of our um, older believers who have been through a lot and it's just kind of like some things just aren't a big deal to them. Well, my guess is that they've walked with God long enough to uh, know how to interact and, and follow and, and do the things that God wants them to do in a peaceful way. And I'm always reminded of this meekness and when I think about people like this... And then there's this list of things. I think we, we look at the, the world and how they kind of practice how they do things. So instead of putting on the shoes of the gospel of peace, they either say, I'm just going to figure it out. Or, I'm going to do my own thing. Or, like I'm going to get up and, and you know I'm going to go and like God will help me figure it out. Or maybe as an unbeliever, I mean, there's not really any direction. I'm going to do what I feel like is best, right? Uh, and So in verse 14, it says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast and be false. About the truth, so bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast do not boast and be false to the truth. so, so what does the rest of the world do? What, what do even some believers do? Well, they, they get up and they put on boots like you know those fashion boots, right? they put them on, they look nice, they go about their day, but they don't really walk in any power right they don't really walk in any peace, they don't have the, the, that component of the armor of God on them, and you know it, right? and so some of us sometimes we try to pretend we have hard days and that will happen to everybody but what god wants us to see in using james to write these things is that there's some things that really don't belong right to the fam- in the family of god there's some things that as we struggle with them we, we come alongside each other and we pray for those things right uh, but but here he says but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast and be false to the truth so so don't act like you're putting on the peace right <laughs> if you don't actually have it don't act like you're doing these things when you're just pretending, right? And now we've said it, we all have hard days, but God wants to remind us that we've got to live life in a certain way. We've got to operate in a certain way. Verse 15 says, This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Oh, wow. Now, James is getting kind of harsh, right? Now, if, you, if you look throughout the book of James, he's, he's given very practical wisdom, but then he says, and everything that is in opposition to God comes from another place. And he talks about the devil, and he talks about hell. He talks about the tongue being able to set on fire, um, create like this great forest fire, uh, because we're sinful, right? And we still make mistakes. But James is telling us, hey, there, there's a place that this comes from, and it's not from God, right? It comes from our own sinfulness, our selfishness, our own ambitions. And he says in verse 15, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above. So when we see these things, we're like, we're experiencing them or we're doing them, we're going, this is not what God wants, right? So it should be clear, it should be obvious. Sometimes we operate in that way and we need help too, right? We need somebody else to come alongside us and say, hey, how can I help you, right? How can I pray for you to walk in this way? For a lot of us, it could be your spouse, right? To be able to point out things in a loving way, right? Uh, where you go, hey, How's everything going? Are you having a hard day? You know, can we talk about this, right? And so those things should be obvious, but we're here to help each other, not just in that relationship, but of the family of God. And then in verse 16, it says, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. So why do we, why do we want to pretend, right? I mean, there's a world out there, there's a lot of believers that uh, would say one thing and then do another and and when you look at like the the amount of people that are like atheists in the world a lot of their stories come from maybe being in a religious setting maybe even being in a christian setting and seeing people who said you know i, I am a believer but um, you know the rest of the rest of the week outside of sunday i don't really practice it right and, and I'm not with you guys all the time, right? So that's between you and the Lord, but you, you know the kind of lives that you live. So this is not to beat you down, but it's a warning before we get into the next couple of verses to go, how do I live? How do I operate? Are there things that, you know, and I know God wants me to change. He wants me to adjust. And we should look at those and go, I don't just want to look like it, right? I don't just want to put on the fashion boots of the piece, right? I want to put on the actual uh, gospel shoes that provide that piece of walking and knowing God, right? Because it says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. And Bede, who was a church father, said, The heart is like a root and contains within itself all the fruit of the action which proceeds from it. Someone who operates from a spirit of jealousy and strife will do nothing which is not tainted with evil, however good it may appear to others. So what, what really matters at the end of the day that we know and follow Jesus and as he gives us this armor that when we, when we think about these shoes, right, we've got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, we've got that belt of truth, and we get to the shoes and we go, oh man, God, that's that one area that I just really have struggled. God, would you, would you help me today to walk in the peace that you've given and maybe it's as simple as you're at the grocery store and somebody's getting upset at the cashier, right? And you have the opportunity to walk in these shoes of the gospel of peace, not only for you to walk in peace, but to diffuse things, right? To, to be somebody who people go, wow, I mean, that, like, that person was really calm in that situation. Or they, there's something different about them. And, and people should see us this way, not, not in this opposite way that there's disorder. There's every vile practice because what do we see? I mean, when we're out, we're in the world, we see those things all the time. And those should be obvious to us. And we say, how can I be the peace, God? How am I walking right now that will affect the world around me? And so then James shifts the focus into verse 17, uh, where we look at this heavenly practice. So that's the second fill-in-the-blank heavenly practice. And so there's a way that we see the rest of the world operating in, maybe even like pretending. Maybe some believers pretending they put on the fashion boot. It's just pretend, right? It just looks nice, but it's not really real. They're not really living in that peace And the second one is heavenly practice. Well, there's a few things that we want to look at and really kind of dial in on and focus on for us. Um, And I love this because in verse 17, it's really just the fundamentals. It's like Vince Lombardi, when he he stood before those professional athletes and said, this is a football. They were probably going, okay, yeah, we know that. So so like that, I mean, like we're looking at today, there are these fundamentals. I think back to VBS a couple of weeks ago, things that we were talking about that we lay out for kids, right? sometimes we need to look at them and go, oh man, like I really need to dial in on this. I really need to think about this. So it says in verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And so I wanna show you another pair of shoes. Um, this is actually one of my uh, favorite pair of shoes. They might not look like much to you, um, and they might look like, not, certainly not very much to you. Uh, I bought these shoes about um, maybe 16 years ago. Um, I got them at the Nike outlet. Everybody loves Nike outlet, right? I'm not advertising for anybody, but they're just shoes that work for me. So I got them at this Nike outlet in Hill- Hillsboro, Texas. It's just south of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, just north of Waco, Texas. So if you know Fixer Upper, uh, that's close to there. And so I got these shoes for $15. $15. Right? Nobody gets a pair of shoes for 15 bucks anymore, right? So I got these shoes for $15 and they've been really a favorite pair of tennis shoes for me and I will say um, I've glued them back together a couple of times, right? I just like getting wear out of stuff, but the truth is they're some of the most comfortable shoes that I've ever had and you know what? I could get up one day uh, and I could put these on and I could wear them all day long and my feet would not hurt by the end of that day, uh, because they're just comfortable, right? Everybody loves a tennis shoe because, well, what do they do for you? They may not be fashionable, right? But they're certainly functional, okay? Uh, and so in that way, like we look at the shoes of the gospel of peace, and they're very functional, right? They're very I'm not necessarily fashionable some of the time, because to be peaceful or to walk in peace is, is sometimes not so fashionable, not so culturally relevant or sensitive to what's going on to the situation. Everybody wants us to take a side, right, to be antagonistic. But like those shoes, like a pair of sneakers or tennis shoes. Tennis shoes we call them in the South. Um, Sneakers we call them up here, right? Christy and I had that conversation. Uh, (laughs) Had that conversation many times, and so maybe you have some of those, and you're like, "They're my go-to shoes." Well, your go-to shoes should always be like a pair of tennis shoes. If you're going to have a good, solid day, maybe working, doing something, running around, they should be the shoes of the gospel of peace, right? We should always be walking in that with God. So he gives us just kind of a, a list of things. And it's not this list of things. I feel like when we look at it, we're going, I got like, man, I'm only doing like one of those yeah, very well. All right. It's not like this list that we should look at and feel bad, but a list that we should go, and this is this aim that God has for my life. And I can, and I can walk in this. I can be different than the rest of the world. How exciting is that? First, pure. So pure is this word for just being without blemish and and i love this because when we see it we go pure like i could never be pure well here's the good news jesus came he lived the sinless life he died on the cross he then raised from the dead and james is writing this from this perspective of like he like he knows he literally did because when he was growing up and mary and joseph were like you know james you could just be more like your brother jesus you know everything would just go a lot smoother you know why do you have to get upset at stuff and what but jesus did things perfectly right And so James kind of living this life, and he gets to the end, and he's going, no, he can't be God, wait a minute, he came back from the dead. Okay, (laughs) there must be something to that. And so now James writes this this book of practical wisdom and how to walk in peace, and and he says we can be pure because why? Because when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, God sees us like he sees his son, an heir, right? So when we stand before him, he's not going to go, well... So you did all these things, and that's good, right? That sits on the scale this way, but you did all these really, really, really bad things throughout your life too. That's not how it works, right? When we stand before God, he sees us as an heir. He sees us like Jesus. And so I just feel like as we get bogged down in this life, you know, we're putting on this armor, and then something happens, right? We make a mistake, and then Satan, he whispers in our ear, and he goes, I knew you couldn't do it. God doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. But instead, as we walk in these shoes of the gospel of peace, we're walking like we talked about last week, and, and like James also says, if we would just resist the devil, he would run away. And What did we say last week? Because he's a coward. And so when we put on this, this armor and these shoes, we're walking in peace constantly. So as we get these, these lies in our ears and we're fighting this spiritual battle, we just go, okay, Satan, I'm going to keep going, Right? You, you stay there, man, because I know how this ends for you. It's going to end well for me. It's going to end bad for you, right? And so I know that God loves me. He, he wants me to be pure. Wait a minute. I already am because I, I am a child of God, okay? And so the next thing is peaceable, this word, arenikos, uh, which means just to bring peace wherever you go. And you've been around people, right? That like, you, you go somewhere, you're going to be around somebody, and you're like, that person is always so chill, right? Like when they're in the situation, like even if there's some like tense stuff going on, I know they're going to like bring it down, right? Well, why shouldn't we be those kind of people that not that we're like pacifist, all right. So and I'll, I'll tell you this: like if somebody came into my house to hurt my family, like I would do something about it. Okay, uh, I would do something about it. So this isn't like some weird like Christian pacifism. This is this is us like walking into situations that are difficult, that are tense, that sometimes people people don't even want to address real issues. But we're able to walk into situations in life wherever it is, and we're able to be peaceable. And I love um, I love this word here for gentle too. This word uh, "pikis" in the uh, Greek it just means to be Equitable, fair, or mild, and the words used in Titus three two also. It says to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrelling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. Wow, that sounds hard to do, right? Because people get on your nerves, don't they? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know they do for me too, right? And so when that happens, I just have to go, God. I know you've given me the shoes of the gospel of peace. No matter what anybody does today, God, I just want to be. I want to be that person that can be in any situation, and I can bring. Peace to that. Not because I I have anything special about me, no, but it's because I have Jesus who has come and he he died on the cross for me and then he raised from the dead so that like what he said when he was with his disciples, I'm gonna give you this helper because I have the spirit that lives inside of me. And so it's happened many times before. If maybe somebody's gotten in your face or started yelling at you, you go, okay, let's try to work this out, right? Let's try to be peaceful um, about what's going on. Uh, It doesn't mean that we don't take action when things get really difficult or really hairy, whatever you want to call it. But we walk in peace generally, right? We try to diffuse things. Um, We walk in a way that kind of points people away from divisiveness, all right? Uh, And so... That's the word for gentle. What what about the word for um, open to reason? Open to reasonable? There's not a lot of reasonableness going on either, right? I feel like this is a list. If somebody read it, they'd they'd be going like, that didn't really work today, right?" You gotta just pick your side, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Uh, So this word for open to reason, epithus in the Greek, um, just means reasonable, easily. Compliant, or we, you know, we we don't walk around um, like uh, people who are going. If you don't believe what I believe, then you are wrong, right? You're terrible. Now, we do hold fast to what we know is our confession, the gospel. So we walk in this gospel of peace. And when it comes to the truth, right, we speak the truth, but we do it in love and we do it in peacefulness, right? Um, we don't walk into a situation going, if you don't believe what I believe, then you are going to go straight to hell, right? Now, we walk in this peace that we share with everyone as we come in contact with them, right? And we're all going to have bad days, okay? But what James is talking about here, he goes, we, there are these things that we can do that we can practice. We can go, this is a football, right? This is peace. This is gentleness. This is self-control. Maybe you looked at the fruits of the Spirit recently, right? That's a good list to go over and say, God, am, I, am I doing these things? Because if I am, I know I'm walking with you faithfully. If I'm like, man, I'm just really struggling. Um, I, and I would just encourage you too, if you find that you, you, you struggle, and and you need help. I mean, come alongside one of our other saints here, right? We've got plenty of people that have been knowing and following Jesus for a long time. That that if we would just go and I, I felt like you know I was listening to the message today and uh, just the shoes of the gospel of peace. Like I've got some of the other things down, but I just really need to be. I need to walk in that peace, right? Um, let's ask for help to do that. I mean, we're all family, right? We're doing this together. So why don't we why don't we do that more often, right? Because we're scared, right? We don't want to put on the fashion boot, right? instead of the tennis shoe, um, instead of the more practical <laughs> shoe, right? We want to put on that fashion instead of saying, I, re- "I, man, I need some help. I got some shoes, they're kind of falling apart. Would you pray for me? Would you help me glue some of these back together, right? <laughs> so we can do this, okay? Uh, so then there's the couple of words here for um, full and mercy. Um, I love these two words here. So it says full, this mestos, which is this, the, it's this word for focusing on our minds, that our minds might be full. So it's not just enough to be like, uh, all right, thanks, God. I'm heading out the door. Put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Hopefully I have a good day, <laughs> right? Now, God, I, I need your help. I need these shoes of the gospel of peace that um, I might live in such a way that other people would would see my life and, and the situations that I'm in, and, and they would go, oh, man, there's, there's something different, right? There's something different about that person. Help me to diffuse situations, wherever it might be, um, on the way to work, at work. When I go to school, I know there's gonna be... Um, some, uh, some things that I'm going to have to come up against, and I want your help um, to do that. I can't do it. So our minds need to be full of this, what? This mercy, this eleos. Um, I love this word for um, mercy. It just means to uh, feel for and help those in any need, emotional, physical, Mental. Now some of you may have the gift of uh, empathy or mercy. Uh, My wife has that, so um, it's awesome um, because when we're we're doing anything or we're talking with somebody, she generally knows how they're feeling or she can relate to them. Like, how do you do that? Well, um, God's given her a specific gifting, but we can all ask for this that we might have this full mind of mercy, right? So instead of when somebody says something you don't like, or when somebody does something, or there's a particular view shared, we go, yeah, maybe I don't agree with that, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go nuclear, right? I'm not gonna push the nuclear option. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the same thing they're doing. But I'm gonna go, hey, I may disagree, but you have the right to believe that. Uh, and on top of that, to be full of mercy means we we say, hey. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Here's what I believe, and here's what's changed my life, okay? Uh, and so to be full of mercy, it's hard to do, right? <laughs> we might uh, emotionally, physically, and mentally be able to understand what that means, or that our minds might be full of this mercy. And then these good fruits, this karpos in the Greek, which is um, uh, it's this, that which comes from something else, this word for fruit. So, um, And the Bible uses the word of fruit for, specifically because there has to be a seed planted, right? There has to be um, a God who gives us this ability to walk in these fruits. Like we're always going, like, man, I just I wish I could be self-controlled, and I I wish I could just be, you know, peaceful. Man, I just I wish I could be kind, and all the day long, like we struggle, but we don't go. Where does my ability come from to do that? It comes from God. So as we struggle, we should go and God, I having a rough day, like, would you help me? Maybe I didn't handle that situation well. I know I put the, the Shoes of the Gospel piece on this morning, but, but maybe I left them somewhere, right? Maybe I need to put them back on. Uh, and so we need to be reminded of that. So we, we have these fruits in Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. The same word is used. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from a thorn bush or figs from thistles. So this isn't like a secret, right? If we say we're believers, we've got to live a certain way, we've got to operate in a certain way, and when we fall short, we just ask for help. God, pick us up. Other believers, would you pray for me? Would you help me, right? We need to do more of that, okay? And not pretend like we just have everything all together all the time, because we don't. And so we've got to be about that peace, though. So if we're following Jesus, we should see those things. We're got like, God, I, I want to operate in that way. Um, and then we're impartial or unwavering. It's the word adikritos in uh, the Greek, Um, it's basically decided that we don't sway or we don't, you know, go from one place to another. We don't just change our minds all the time. That happens a lot in our culture too, right? Um, Or like with the shoes, we go, oh, I don't like these shoes today. I'm going to put these on. I'm going to put those on. I'm going to you know what? I don't want to be nice to people today. I'm going to put on my mean shoes, right? And sometimes we, you know, we think that way too. So instead we should go, I know what I want to do. I know what I feel like doing, but how can I be impartial and unwavering? That's tough to do, right? So we need God's help. <laughs> so the, so this shouldn't be foreign to us that we should ask for it every single day because we operate in the flesh. It doesn't go so well. But we operate in the spirit. We operate with this armor that God's given us, and we're able to put on those shoes. And man, it seems to go better, doesn't it? Um, so then there's this word for sincere without hypocrisy, um, similar to the former word anapokritos. Um Basically, just undisguised. Just means to be undisguised, not trying to hide anything. That um, we might be sincere, right? Because we all know when we're like like we're doing things like, oh, I just I, like I'm being nice, but I really don't want to be. <laughs> or I'm, I know I'm being peaceful, but I, I you know really de- you know deep down in my heart, I really don't care. I really don't want to act this way. Well, God wants us to operate in such a way that we would ask for that peace, but then our hearts would be transformed, right? So it's not just about putting on these shoes and being like, I can do this for a short time. And then, like, when I get home, like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to chill, I'm going to sit there, watch TV. If my kid says something I don't, don't like, I'm going to scream at him, right? <laughs> That's not how it works. We shouldn't take our shoes off like we take them when we get into our house, right? We should be operating uh, with those shoes of the gospel of peace all day long, right? <clears throat> Sometimes just takes a little more effort, right? Maybe just saying, hey, God, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier today because, you know, I know I've been having a difficult time in this area, and I just want to operate with this peace that you give me. Uh, so in Romans, this word is used for sincere. Romans 12, 9, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Let love be genuine. It's the same word for sincere. Um, I love <clears throat> the conversations that we have when we're in this place, um, just genuine care that we have for each other. Um, And I know maybe some of you listen online, you can affirm that too um, as you're away or listening from very far away and you're just tuning in. But there's a sincere kind of peace that we can have too that's not just about putting on the fashion boot, right? It's about putting on the shoes of the gospel of peace that they they stay with us right, all day long. And as we need help, we continue to ask for that. God, would you help us? And so uh, Matthew Henry's commentary about this particular part of James, he said this, True wisdom is God's gift. It is not gained by conversing with men, nor by the knowledge of the world, as some think and speak, but it comes from above. So James keeps making these comparisons. He's going, everything evil, everything wrong, and everything terrible, you know where it comes from? It comes from this this pit of hell in our flesh, our own desires. And here's where everything good, everything right, everything lovely comes from. It comes from God, the creator of the universe, who who sent his only Son to die on the cross for us, so that like we read at the very beginning, this pureness that we can have, it comes from him. God sees us, and he sees this pure individual, not because we're perfect, right? But because we have been saved by the Son. And so here's the last one. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Last verse, verse 18. It says, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. A life of righteousness it 's practiced and it 's planted in peace, and it comes from God. Now, um, we live in a small town in western New York, if you didn 't know and uh, there 's a there 's a lot of things that go on, especially in this season, involving agriculture, involving farming there 's a lot of planning there 's a lot of pulling things up there 's a lot of um, things being harvested right You know because when you 're driving down the road and there 's a tractor on it driving like five miles an hour. Uh, you're like, oh, man, uh, I need the shoes of gospel of peace right now, right? I <laughs> happened just yesterday. We were, driving back, we were driving home from somewhere, and uh, yeah, it's like, I need the peace. So God gave that to me, luckily. <laughs> Not always so peaceful in that situation. But we have this harvest, right, that's going on in the same way. James says, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So there's this practice, right? As Vince Lombardi stood before this team in 1961, he said, this is a football. Let me tell you how to tie your shoes, right? Here's how to make a, here's how you do a block. And they're all going, we've done this stuff before. No, if you would listen and you would focus and you would practice these things and be repetitious about them, right? Because it's not just like getting up like, I'm gonna, you're right, pastor, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I'm gonna see how it goes. You're like, wow, that went really well. And then like, you know, by the end of the week, you're like, yeah, stop doing that. So instead of this being our focus, maybe our practice is, just to be reminded, there's, it's the simple things, like we tell kids all the time, and, they're, and they're, like, their minds are blown. But then when we hear them, we're like, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But maybe if we, like a kid, maybe like someone coming to a practice who just lost, <laughs> just lost a Super Bowl. Maybe you're right. Maybe we do need to go back to some of those basic things. Maybe we do need to go back and say, how do I have this perfect piece? Well, uh, I want to show you one more, one more boot. And so as in typical fashion, I've been showing you some things from the um, fire department. Uh, these are a pair of uh, <clears throat> fire boots. So um, these are the ones that normally we kind of sit down like around our... Uh, our, our pants, um, our, our waiters that they sit there at the station. If you've ever driven by a station, you see like that, those uh, overalls or those, like we talked about last week, the the belt or the suspenders. It's because you're jumping into these and then pulling the, <laughs> pulling the pants up very quickly. Uh, and so, but these are w- really important component. You're not gonna like walk up to a car accident in like fashion boots, right? it's not going to go well, okay? There's normally things that are out of place. Um, you go somewhere where there's some lines down somewhere, there's a tree, like, those aren't going to help you, right? If you're going out on the town, yes, wear those. Um, when I'm going, I'm getting ready, I'm putting some of these on because I want to be prepared, right? And I'm not even, I'm throwing, like, when I'm going over to the station, I'm throwing my tennis shoes somewhere very quickly as I'm putting those on because I want to be prepared. Um, and so, <laughs> Fashion boots are great. Um, tennis shoes, everyday boots are, are great, right? We wear certain other types of boots for other things. Uh, but unlike these, serve a purpose in this life, we have access to these uh, shoes of the gospel of peace. Um, and they can really change everything for you. Um, I, I promise that if we would we would walk like believers who are um, dedicated to, to what we really believe and then walking in the truth that we have, um, so some things might change for us. And it involves just going back to those basics, going back to this is a Bible, right? Um, These are the things that I should practice. These are things that I should live in and operate. And I love this word peace. We've been talking about it, but the word irene, it just means a state of tranquility, um, especially the tranquility of salvation. Um, Have you ever encountered anything difficult in life? Uh, And when you come to it, you go, and this is really tough, like I'm starting to get stressed out and I'm not treating people very well and whatever your defense mechanism is. um, What would it be like if in those situations we walked in the peace of the gospel that God has given us in these shoes. Um, And I've seen it, um, I wouldn't believe it unless I had seen it time and time again um, in older, wiser people's lives. And I'm still learning, right? I'm still coming to these situations going, ah, I could have handled that better, right? Um, And then I see somebody who's struggling with something really serious, maybe an illness. Um, I got a a really solid mentor um, of mine his name's Brian, and he's back in Texas, and um, he was struggling with a transplant that he needed, and um, I, I remember going to the hospital just over and over again. Oh, man, yeah, he had this complication. Now he's in the hospital, and when I go to visit him, kind of like when I go to visit other people, I'm like fully expecting, like when I go in, like they're very sad, they're very upset, they're very distraught. Well, I go in, and he's like, hey, Michael, how you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm okay, you seem happier than you should be, right? <laughs> you seem peaceful. Well, how should we live and operate? No matter what else is going on, although these things in life, things can shake us, they can rock us, right? When we come back to this idea of peace, it's this special tranquility that we can have that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on, right? Because things can be going really bad, and we can still have this tranquility of this gospel that we have. And everything comes back to this, because what is it about? It's about getting up in the morning, acting a certain way, um, putting these things on, and putting on these shoes of the gospel of peace. So when we walk out the door, we don't just handle life on our own. We don't just do things the way that we would operate or handle them because there will be a point where our patience runs out, right? Um, there will be a point where um, our peacefulness, our gentleness, our kindness, it just goes out the door because somebody rubbed us the wrong way or did something we didn't like. But how do we operate in this regular, this special tranquility of salvation? Well, here's the good news. We already have it, right? We already have access to it, and God just wants to give us this ability to walk in it. Uh, BlueLighterBible.com um uh, has this to say about this word, of Christianity, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot, whatsoever sort that is. And this earthly lot, it can be, it can be really bad sometimes, right? It can get really difficult. And I've seen people who um, are far more godly than me um, go through far more difficult things than I've ever gone through, uh, go, I know this is going on, and I know it's difficult, but you know what I have? Peace, right, and um, and like I said before, unless we see it, right, we need we. It helps us too to be in this place, doesn't it? Um, Because we get to see other faithful saints who are who are walking about life, doing things a certain way, and having peace and tranquility in the midst of all the difficulty, right? And I'm not just talking about like the everyday stuff, like your kid did something they didn't like. Um, I'm talking about like cancer. I'm talking about like loss of job. Uh, I'm talking about things like. COVID, all those, those wonderful things that have gone on in the last couple of years, and we go, man, God, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. The good news is He's already given us access to it. And Romans 8, 6 says, and this is the same word for peace, for, set, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Uh, what, what good news, right? What good news that we can set our minds through this access that we have, through this salvation, it gives us this tranquility, this access to this peace. And so it's not just about like, begrudgingly like, trying to do things right and then like we're always disappointed because we fall short. It's about going, God, and I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm so glad that you see me as pure because of what your son Jesus has done for me. God, I wanna, I wanna do the best job that I can. I wanna operate in peace. I wanna operate in this tranquility Which, you know, if we're being honest, sometimes we're just like, I don't know how people operate like that. But God gives us the ability. He gives us the peace. And so um, here's what we need to remember. Maybe we just need to go back to the basics. Um, Like Vince Lombardi said, hey, here's a football. Um, Here's a Bible, right? It's going to be hard to go about this life to have peace and tranquility unless we pick it up, right? You wouldn't tell a football player, hey, you know what? Don't pick a football up all training season. And then we're going to start the season and we're going to give you one. Uh, okay, that seems like a bad idea. Well, in the same way, I think Vince Lombardi was a successful coach and general manager because he went back to a lot of those kind of things. He just said, hey, here's what this is. We need to know what it is. We need to know how it operates. We need to practice the things that make us successful uh, in following Jesus faithfully, okay? Now we're not going to be perfect. We're going to fall down. Uh, But luckily, we have this wonderful family of faith that helps us, picks us up, prays for us, Um, and we have God himself. Like we looked at last week, Jesus, he prayed for us before he even went to the cross. And he says, here's all you need. You have salvation. Here's the access to it. Let's just practice it together. Let's practice right, okay? Um, maybe you're here today. Maybe you're like watching online, you're like, I've never known what it is to have like, that peace. Um, it's as simple as this. It's the salvation that Romans talks about, this tranquility that you can have through knowing and following Jesus, just admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus is God's Son, that He died on the cross for our sins, and then confess with your mouth that He's the Lord of your life. The Scriptures tell us that we will be saved if that's the case. It doesn't mean that everything's perfect after that. that. Life is going to be amazing. Everything's going to go your way. It just means we can have access to this peace and this tranquility um, that only God gives to those who follow him, right? We need to ask for help every single day, right? Because we're sinful and we're fallen and we make mistakes. Um, But I'm thankful that Jesus paid the penalty for all of that for us. We can walk on that every single day, have that peace and that tranquility. So let me pray for us and we'll close. Uh, Father, we um, thank you uh, for the access to these uh, shoes of the Gospel of Peace. They're better than any um, fashion booths that just sort of look a certain way. God, they're better than any everyday shoe that we can put on. And we we know we can rely on um, God. There any uh, better than any boot for any difficult situation, any special situation where there might be something worse? Um, God, that we need a special type of shoe for. God, greater than all these shoes, the shoes of the gospel of peace that you've given us, um, the truth of your salvation, um, which Romans uh, tells us, um, God, that we can have direct access to this tranquility. Um, God, um, I pray that as we uh, go about this week, uh, we would operate um, in your peace. Uh, we need every day, God. Help us just to be reminded of the basics every day. We get up, we need our Bibles, we need to ask you for help. Uh, I pray we would do this uh, each and every day. And it's your name we pray, amen. Love you, church family. Um, hope you have a, a good and a wonderful day. I would encourage you to come and join us uh, at the picnic uh, out of the Olsons. If you need the address, uh, come and grab